everyone. Hi, welcome to Have Your Say Show. So um, this is where we get to speak out. So today we have wonderful guest speakers. So before I start introducing them, I just want to thank you for those that have joined online and Zoom. Uh, so we will be um, um, sharing um, the links of this video after the video. Also, there will be Q&A session as well. And we are available by podcast, so I will share that link as well. So before I start, um, hi Adesua, you've just joined in from States. Um, I would like to introduce our first speaker, Dr. Adebola Adisa. So Dr. Adebola Adisa is a GP doctor. So she is an author of three books as well. And she is the founder of Brave Hearts. So Brave Hearts is a community-based charity that promotes holistic health and health talks as well. And also she is a school governor. And also she is the PR of Black Health for uh, uh, black women for health, health organization so she is a lady with so many hats on and so dr debola you're welcome to the show also, thank you very much also we have adesua dr adesua so dr adesua is uh based in states dr adesua okay you're welcome to the show so dr <laughs> Isua does have 10 years under her bed working as a hospital leader in, in, her, in, in, her, in, in, in the States. So she is, uh, she is an expert. Her, she is keen in promoting uh, comprehensive care, wise certain ways to improve patients' care experience as well. So a keen interest is in population and virtual health strategies to improve patients' access, patients' access and outcomes with various technological advances. So she also likes singing and dancing. So Dr. <laughs> you. you're welcome to the show as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we have our first speaker. And so Amelia and Anifia, so she's a qualified social worker and with specialties in family and children. So she's a speaker as well, and also a life coach. So uh, her passion is to encourage uh, young women to, to embrace the process of self-discovery before marriage. So that's very interesting. You're welcome to the show, Amelia. Okay, Thank you. Uh, so our topic today is changing the narrative. Changing the narrative in spite of what has been happening with the Black Lives Movement and you know, it's, everything is on the media. So we don't want to focus on that today. So we want to take this message forward. So i.e. what can be done, right? What we begin to change the narrative? How do we begin to uh, focus on uh, building up ourselves and making sure we're equipped and also 
for the younger generations as well. So um, I will start with Dr. Adisa. So Dr. Adisa, um, so I would like to hear your views, right, in your area of expertise. So, so this is all about speaking out. So have you really experienced any sort of um, systemic discrimination at work? Or have you seen people who have experienced such? Okay. Thank you so much again for having me here. Um, it's fantastic what you're doing, uh, you know, highlighting these issues. So it's very topical as well. So thank you once again. In terms of um, experiences of racism as a as a GP, as a health professional in the UK, I really taught ad, and I know when um, this Black Lives Matters um, event and issues started all over the world, started from the US, I started thinking hard, trying to recollect if there was any sort of situation or event or circumstances where I had experienced overt racism. And to date, I really can't find one. But that doesn't suggest that there's an absence of racism or discrimination in the outfit. In fact, it's the contrary. I never realized that there, you know, I had experienced subtle racism, sort of microaggression until I read this book, um, Why I No Longer Talk About Race, you know, with white people by Reniedo Lodge. And that made me realize that I had experienced racism. I wasn't just, I just wasn't aware about it. The, you know, my being a black woman in the United Kingdom affects everything, all my experiences from my training, you know, to getting a job, what I get paid, you know, leadership positions available or, or even, you know, offered to me. So everything I've experienced, I may not have been aware of it, but there's microaggression from people asking you, where are you really from? from? To saying, when are you going back to your country? That kind of thing, when I'm obviously settled here with my children, or saying, where, where's that accent from? Where, where, where are you really from? From to things like just inability of leadership um, spots, you know, for, um, for black people. So that's what I like to say about that. Thank you. Yes. Um, so that's, I think that's really, uh, uh, as you, the, the words you've just said there, I think that made me to reflect as well. So I think um, the, uh, having that conversation, um, where are you from? <laughs> and so even if I tell them, okay, I'm in London, I think that there's a, a frown to like, um, where are you really from? I know. Uh, so, um, okay. Uh, so we move to Adesua. So Adesua, Adesua, you're in the States. Yeah. <laughs> and so we would like to hear your views as well. Right. right. Well, um, I think I'm, I might be grateful for Dr. Adesua's, this uh, says, uh, is it Dr. Adesua? Yeah, yeah, Dr. Adesua. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to be maybe grateful that maybe sometimes it's a it's a kind of like a double-edged sword that you know you might have you know you kind of look back and you're like i didn't really think i had anything but then when you kind of look back in another lens you kind of see a little further and you kind of like realize like yeah there was actually a couple of things um and i think i'm a, i was a little similar 
I, you know, but I mean, there definitely had been a, a pretty, a couple of different things that I've gone through, either being when I'm in medical school, you know, even from, even, even before medical school, like when I went to undergrad, I went to a pretty prominent undergraduate in, institution. And then, you know, sometimes people kind of give you the statements, well, how did you get into this school? Or, or, oh, oh, you, I guess you got in here because of affirmative action, which is, if you're not aware, the United States does have a program where they do try to facilitate having African Americans or actually really underrepresented minorities come into schools. And so, you know, there's this whole kind of thing, oh, well, it's not as if you were really smart. Like, I mean, you came in through this program or you came in through this kind of situation. So there, you know, there was always underlining a couple of things going on with that. Um, then going on to medical school, you know, you get comments of like, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe this is not really what you could do. Maybe, you know, this is not for you. Maybe this is too hard. Maybe you should rethink about doing this. You know, you and, and a lot of times, I have to admit, I would kind of have said that there were really microaggressions. Um, I didn't really kind of um, internalize them a lot because, I mean, for me, and I guess also, too, this might actually have us being like, I see a common thread here is that we're all Nigerians. And I think sometimes the Nigerian kind of perspective is like, you know what, I'm here, we're doing this, okay? I'm going out, you know, we're going in. So, you know, they're telling me that and I'm like, well, whatever, I'm doing this, you know? And that was always my thing, you know, I'm gonna move forward. But yeah, there were definitely people saying, well, I don't think, you know, maybe looking at this, I don't think you do. I, there was a time I, um, during my medical school, I, I failed my boards. And, um, and then, you know, the, yeah, the people were like, well, maybe this is not for you. Maybe you need to, and I'm like, no, I, you know, and I was like, no, I, you know, and it just made me buckle up. I studied hard and I passed my boards. And even, unfortunately, throughout my training, even during my residency training, there were always these doubts and things going on. Um, like, you know, kind of like saying, oh, is she good enough? Is she good enough? And then I think, um, finally, my, my, my training in family medicine, they were always kind of making these things and there would be nothing. It was like, cause even the people who are like supporting me, they're like, okay, what is it that you have against her? And they can't really, oh, she doesn't seem like she knows. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem, but it's never, you know, and you know, they don't want to come out and say what it is. It's just like, oh, but it doesn't seem like she's this. And then I remember at one point, I was like, okay, you know what? Enough of this. I did my exam. You know what? I, there was an exam. I blasted almost everybody, even the people who were my seniors. I did better than them. And then everybody kind of kept quiet. And I was like, okay, we're going to leave her alone. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, so sometimes, but you know, um, unfortunately, yeah, there's been a string of that. And it's, it's amazing because, you know, sometimes you kind of walk through and we didn't always talk about this. And I kind of always thought, okay, well, you know, maybe I got that maybe for one reason or the other, blah, blah, blah. But that, but then, um, recently on Twitter, there was a, there was a kind of a, I guess a, a Twitter storm kind of going on. It was kind of like hashtag black in the, black in the Ivy tower. And there was just all these all these things that said to people like, oh, you're taking like a white man's spot. Like, oh, I could have gotten to medical school. Like people telling them, white, white people telling them, oh, I would have gotten to medical school if you didn't get in because you took my spot. You know, these were things, yeah, these real, real. And, and I, I was amazed because I'm like, yes, I remember 
having comments somewhat or sentiments somewhat thrown to me of that nature, you know? So mm -hmm. unfortunately, those were things that um, definitely occurred. Do they occur, you know, do they still occur now, even my current job standing? Maybe to a certain extent. And of course, you know, as it's like what we, what um, my um, colleague said earlier, you know, sometimes you don't really are aware, you're not really aware of it, but then kind of like retrospectively, you see some things and you're like, oh, hmm, okay. All right, well, <laughs> you know, you kind of get the sense like, okay, fine. and then the question is, is like, you know, it's, it's always very tricky because, you know, you don't want to always kind of like bring up the race card. Yeah, yeah. You always kind of feel, you don't want to kind of just bring that up and it's, yeah. it's a little, but then sometimes when you kind of control for all the other factors, you kind of have to wonder like, okay, so what's, what's really the, the issue here, you know? Mm. And then again, and, and it's, it's almost, and you know, I see everybody here as a woman and it's almost a double-edged sword too, being a woman. Cause it's, yeah. it's like, it's a double thing. Now you're also a woman and a minority. Oh, just, I, I remember I was, I held one job and I knew, I knew the very fact that I was one woman, two minority. And three, I was a little on the younger side. Oh, forget yeah. it. Yeah. I, was, I was like a leader and everyone just wants to undermine. Everyone wants to try to like, oh no. And I'm like, mm. no, I'm the head of this thing. So I'm doing this. And then they're like, oh, but it's, so there's, there's definitely a lot of struggles. Um, it's always hard to kind of say, yeah, is it, is it all racism? There's sometimes a mixture of a couple of things sometimes going on. But definitely, we have to say there is some play with race a lot of times yeah. in the situations. Okay. Thank you, Adiso. I think you've said it all there. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, um, obviously, when we reflect back, you've said well, for the fact that we're women as well, and women of color, isn't it? So we have like tried twice as hard, kind of, right? right? right. And also, I think in the past, um, so even when we speak out, tend to speak out, sometimes we've been tagged as oh she's aggressive you know in yeah. depending on the context of the conversation right. so um yeah so i think uh, what what you've just said basically it happens in the uk as well it's just that we we try to be polite because it means we're polite about things <laughs> in, 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 in the politeness but we're you know kind of I don't want to use the word dying inside, we're upset inside, but again, just because of the politeness, we, we, we're not able to like, you know, and speak out more often. And also because you said we're, maybe because we're, we, we are from Nigeria, most of us, so we have that grooming back home, so we, we can really stand the test right. of time. So instead, mm -hmm. we're going, I'm going ahead with this, whether you like it or not. So that's really good um so we move to uh um amelia amelia would like to hear your thoughts as well um i mean like both ladies have said it um because you don't read the, the the whole discussion about race you don't really understand it to a certain point you know coming from africa and the way we were built um is to do your best at all times and if you keep pushing I've I've definitely experienced racism um, in the workplace. Mostly, I'm young. I'm black. Um, I don't necessarily have the quote unquote the British accent kind of thing. So you have um, you have colleagues, you know, unfortunate GPs, because when 
when it comes to a child, if a child is um, in need or any case that I oversee, I end up having the final say, so to speak. So you have, um, if it's health visitors or doctors or GP who've been in the field for years and I'm saying to them, I need a little bit more information in order to make a decision. And I mean, in one meeting, a consultant told me to shush. Like, shush, Amelia, we're not talking to you right now. And it's like, oh, okay. And he goes, oh, I just can't stand social workers, especially your kind. It kind of brushed over my head and I was like, what do you mean my kind? But at the time, I was thinking maybe he said that because I was uh, um, I was young and I was a woman. But looking back, he was a white consultant and I was a black social worker. And in our field, you have a lot of black social workers. So you do. I have experienced a lot of that. You know, I have people ask, um, where did I get a, where did I get my masters? Um, is it really accredited by Social Work England? I've had a manager because she didn't understand how I worked actually wrote to my university asking them to send her my transcripts because she doesn't believe that um, I actually attended classes, I actually passed it. And this is something I was like, when, when, because I remember when the head of degree called me and said, what's happening? I was like, what? What what does she mean? I mean, I I did go to the classes and I did pass. And you have to do a placement, a um, a 200 days placement. I did that and nobody else did that but it's like you you're constantly it's like it's done subtly so you're not so aware of it you you know you're not like oh you like um like this way said you don't always want to play the race card like oh maybe she's not doing this because i'm black this is but the more and more the more you get um educated the more you understand certain things you kind of see that certain members of the team are treated differently. Um, we do assessments on families. Um, I had this one manager. She was very clear that she didn't like me. And I did everything to make sure that, because I thought it was maybe the way I was. I'm too friendly. I smile a lot because I'm the kind of person, nothing gets me down. Nothing. Regardless of what it is, I keep pushing forward. If I have a task, I'm going to do it. So it's like whenever I would, handing my assessment for her to sign off on it she'd be like oh no Amelia you have to do a bit more but then my other colleagues who would not even put in half of the work she just signed it off without even reading it and for a long time I was like okay maybe I'm not doing something and I'll come home every day and I'll be complaining to my husband I said like, maybe I'm not pushing myself so I'll get to work maybe like eight o'clock or seven in the morning I'll stay there to seven and yet this lady still had a problem with what I did, so I was just like, what's your problem? But then when I looked in a team, she had a problem with all the minority social workers. It wasn't just me, and it just got to the stage where we came together and we just went to management like this lady. She she was racist and she was very clear about it. So for me, I have experienced it, but one thing I've done to push past it is like they cannot, no matter what, no matter how much they want to disvalue you or question who you are but they cannot question your greatness so no matter what they um no matter what uh, um my other counterparts are doing the quote-unquote the caucasian social workers the asian social workers when it comes to me my cases are airtight because i follow procedures i follow the law and i deliver on every single case so no matter how much you might not like me you might not like my appearance but you cannot argue with my work 
So that has that has sustained me so far, but I've experienced it, and it's so, so much to the point where, like, even with families as well, when you're going to families, you're like, oh, you're too young. How can you tell me how to raise my child? I had the lady said to me, have you had a child? And I said, no. At the time, <laughs> she said, so what, how can you tell me about raising a child? So you get all of, you know, and then I've gone to visits where you have you go with a, uh, um, a non-black colleague and they're received well. And then you're there and they say, oh, no, you can't sit down. Oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. I won't speak to you. I will speak to her. So you do have, I have experienced it a lot, but like I said, one thing I keep pushing forward is I have a job to do. So I'm here for a reason and I'm going to do that job. So, yeah. 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 I think you said it all, Emilia. So I think it's a job integrity, isn't it? Your, yeah. your, your expertise that takes you along on a daily basis, isn't it? So they mm. can buy that. No one can buy that. So you know your stuff. No. Good at it. Okay. Yeah. All right then. Um, so we move to the next question. Back to Dr. Desola. So the question is, how do we move this forward in terms of education? Thank you. Um, I think that came out, a bit of my answer came out from what Amelia was saying about standing out. Um, in terms of education, we've got to get the right education, I, I would say, you know, whatever sort of field you're in, make sure you're getting the right education mm -hmm. and doing really well, you know, be outstanding. If there's this parent that, you know, you've got to work twice as hard to be seen to be alpha's good. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it, it is true, um, you know, especially with us being black women and if you're young as well, you're like three-edged sword <laughs> all against you. You've got to kind of prove yourself so, and that foundation is very good education, which um, it cannot be done. That's the, the, you know, obviously the sure way. The other thing is informal education as well. Yeah. It's not just the certification or the university or postgraduate degrees. We've also got to make sure we're getting the right informal education, researching, knowing the system, knowing yeah. what laws you know, can work mm -hmm. for you. There are equality laws across all those, you know, characteristics that can easily be discriminated. So being a female, you know, age, sex, you know, and racial discrimination as well. All sorts of laws that can back you. Know them in and out. Mm -hmm. Use them wisely. Also, we need to kind of also go into, if it's necessary, even if sometimes, sometimes we think about, oh, what am I going to get from this? Some things you need to volunteer and just do it free and learn, learn at the feet of people who know. So not just formal education, informal education, and just putting ourselves out there, dedicating ourselves, being outstanding, you know, putting that hard work. And now hard work to a large extent still pays. Yeah, and like yeah. Amelia was saying, your yeah, work yeah. is going to be outstanding. And even mm -hmm. the people that don't really want you, you know, they know your work is outstanding. So whereas they may not like your skin color, they mm -hmm. will still be requesting you Absolutely. because they know your work is outstanding. Yes. So we need to put it in our best, you know, like, okay, I'm mm -hmm. a GP. 
when you look at my notes that records are written, I would write, I would spend so much time writing all my records and making sure they're detailed. And a, a colleague, a white colleague may not write half as much, but mm -hmm. I'm the one that they would easily blame if things go wrong. So yes. all those things require time and mm -hmm. effort, but that's what we've got to do. We'll do it until things get better, I think. Yeah, yeah. So the one you picked on, I picked on, is not just the formal education. So informal education is key. And again, in the, knowing the system and knowing how it works for you. So that's, that's really good. That's a good one. Um, so if we, we come back to moving forward again, we'll come back to you, Dr. Adesola. So I want um, to hear Adesola's view in terms of education. So how do we move things forward? I mean, um, I do agree to a large extent um, that, you know, we have to really kind of maximize our education and, and trying to do for it. I do want to caution, though, that, um, it, you know, and I, I definitely believe, yes, we have to be outstanding in what we do. I mean, and I don't know if everyone's Christian here. And I mean, of course, I believe. Yeah, we know, are Christian. We are Christian. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and, you know, you know, the prophet, you know, there's a there's a verse in Proverbs that says that, you know, if you see someone who is diligent in their work, they're gonna stand before kings. Absolutely. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. is to be our goal. We should always work excellently. I think the issue sometimes occurs is that this it is the notion that we're working um twice as hard to be seen as half as good. And that's that that is wrong. I mean, you know, the, and the truth is is like, well how can we really make a stance? And I think that's what's been going on in the States here. It's like, you know, this mm. is enough. You know, you cannot continue to mm. penalize and, and, you know, just, you know, just penalize and kind of pick on us when you know we are okay. When you know yes. we are meeting the standard that mm -hmm. we have here. So I think, um, Yes, I do agree. You know, of course, maintain and be above board, of course, definitely. But also, too, we should we should try to really be holding people accountable. Definitely easier yes. said than done. Um, but we really have to start holding people accountable and say, hey, I mean, if, hey, if we are doing good jobs, if we're doing great work, then mm -hmm. it should reflect somewhere else. And it's, and, and it's a very difficult thing to kind of like really stand on and, and, and really kind of pursue. But definitely... I think also, too, where it comes, yes, the informal education. Yes, looking for allies, mentors, because these are these are people that will help you navigate situations and systems. Yeah. I have I have a mentor who, you know, it's funny because I, I, I also I always call him like my pseudo dad. He's actually like a white Jewish man. And he's like been my mentor for over 20 years. In fact, he's like my dad. And he, like he will call today and speak to more of my children. He's like their granddad. Oh, but you know what? I'm blessed to a certain extent having him because he's been definitely someone who, you know, when I've had issues and stuff, he's always been to bat. It's helpful. He was a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> helpful, very helpful. He was a lawyer. Yes. But he, he for me and he will say, okay, you know, kind of really making stands for me. And I am immensely grateful for that because he definitely has helped me in terms of even if he can't give me answers or help, he will kind of help and reach through his network and see who mm. he knows to help me or stuff like that. Everyone needs people like that. Everyone yeah. needs people who can really reach out for you, kind yeah. of help you out, go through the system a little bit mm. and really kind of help you make stances. Um, 
I, you know, it's my prayer that, you know, that we, you know, now that with this wave, you know, we always kind of have, you know, we have to pray, you have to hope. I'm praying that, you know, it will be a situation where things would really make a difference, where I won't have to, you know, I was just reading the other day, you know, and, you know, when uh, one of these high elite schools in New York here, they were saying that oh, how the black, all the black kids were kind of ostracized and, you know, and all the all the stuff that they were kind of excluded either the teachers kind of mistaking them which com that's common that happened to me too there was a teacher uh -huh. that i mean i don't know we did not no one looked three people she would call the same name we we're like we're not the same person <laughs> yeah i'm like we're not the same person. do we look alike no not that like we were only black i mean we're i'm like no i'm like i would have like extensions the other one has a perm the other one has i'm like come on <laughs> you know so i, I mean you see, there's there is this whole unfortunately there's kind of like it, it has to be like an effort and and i think this is why it's hard because it, it, it in order to dismantle the system it would take efforts and it's not definitely not only efforts on our part it's efforts on other people their part as well yeah and that I think is the, the hump. That's the hump because people mm. really be, you know, these are people, there are people, you know, they'll tell you to, to my, oh, I'm not racist. They'll tell you the black friend they have. Yes. But, but, but then it's like they hold, you know, they hold certain, certain um, stereotypes, dear, hold to them and it, and they act on them. Uh -huh. and, and and you know what? It's human because in in many ways, I have to check myself sometimes with some stereotypes I hold about some other things, and I kind of have to check myself. And I'm like, okay, am I? Is that a true thing? Is it true? Is it right? Is it fair? You know, mm -hmm. I I try to I try to hold myself accountable because I would want people to do that for me too. So mm -hmm. it's it's definitely working. It it definitely would require a lot of working on everyone's part, and that is the challenge. But I'm hoping that people who are going to be willing to do the work, hopefully, because at the end of the day, racism hurts everybody. You know, yeah. people feel, even, even, even the white populace, it's, it helps, it, it actually hurts everyone because you're not allowing certain th uh, things to kind of come into fruition. And for one reason or the other, either you're missing a service, you're missing an opportunity, you're missing, mm -hmm. there's just so many things you're missing um, when you just let racism kind of, play play a role in everything you do and i think people really need to know that because i think people feel you know i could do this and it makes them feel better that they're doing something over someone but at the yeah. end of the day it does not help society as whole uh -huh. and, and 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 even might tend to come back and hurt you in a whole circular fashion so i think if people could kind of see that i think that might motivate some people but yeah 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 yeah, thank you, Adiswa. I think what you've just said there, like a role model, right? Yeah. That's 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 definitely a good one because again, you have to take your time to pick a good role model, isn't it? You can't yes. pick yeah. any, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also we as Christians, we shouldn't just focus on okay, it has to be a Christian all the time or it has to be someone from the oh. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, case, case in point, I mean, my, my mentor is Jewish. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So that's good. Uh, so we move on to Emilia now. Um, I fully, I fully agree with both um, my sisters and aunties. I fully agree with them. I think also is the African side of me that's coming out. Pardon me. <laughs> mm. um, but I think also as a people, we need to not just hold. We also need to be each other's keeper. I say this um, just because, you know, some people are loud, some people are not. Uh, if you see something that is not right happening to somebody else, whether, you know, whether you know them, you don't know them, the fact that they look like you, you should see as much as you can, to do as much as you can to help them out. Um, mm -hmm. I've had situations where, um, you know, the, w the way we reported that manager that was, just being not nice to all of us is yeah. we came together one day and we we're like we have to go to um senior management now there were people like no 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 my job i didn't come here to fight nobody plus she's only on a nine to five i'm gonna deal with her no these things need to be called out it needs to be dealt with because we are mm -hmm. humans as well mm -hmm. we do bring something to the table um I mean, if you look at the workforce in England, for example, there's a lot of minorities. We do, we work in the care industry, we're in the care homes, nurses, doctors, GPs. So we do bring something to the table. So if you mm. see something happening to your fellow brother, it doesn't matter if he's Muslim or he's from another country or you think he deserves that. Mm. If, it's, if it's wrong, speak out about it. Mm. And like... Um, like when Dr. Addis was saying, she was saying, like, be educated. It's not just as a social worker, just, just because I'm a social worker, I have to know everything about the law. No, I have to know things about, you know, laws that don't concern what I do because we live in a country of laws. Know your rights. Know the system that you live in. I say this all the time to families that I work with, especially from Africa. I mean, back home, a key example is back home, we live by the cane. If you do something, we'll deal with you <laughs> the cane. And you know, I have to say, I was cane. I didn't die. I'm gonna make sure. No, no, no. Know the system you live in because it can cost you your job. You know, it can really know what you know the system you live in and try to have conversations, no matter how uncomfortable, have conversations with your children about race. Mm. they would come you know whether you you want to agree with it or not you know yeah. it's something that you can't bind away yeah. you know you, race is not a demon that you can pray away speak yeah. to your children you know educate yourself don't just say oh i'm a nurse and i'm a nurse and that's it read about um your history let understand your history understand i and the shocking thing is i come to find out that even me there's a lot of things about my history as african I didn't know, you know, this whole new climate and now I'm starting to read things and understand it. Um, so it's educating yourself on who you are, where you come from and being your brother's keeper. As Christians, we're supposed to extend helping hand. It's not just, even if it means writing a letter, if it means, you know, following that person to go and speak to a, um, a, a manager or somebody else so that they can know that, you know, I'm not, in, I'm not on my own in this situation. And that's mm -hmm. what that is. So, and also understanding the system you live in. Like I said, we ha I work with a lot of African families and I keep saying that, no, I guess to a point where I said, you can't hit your child 
with a stick is against the law. You know, you cannot do. And they're like, ah, no, it did, you know, my mother did it to I get it. But your mother didn't live in England. Your mother didn't live abroad. Understanding the system that you live in, understanding how it works, mm-hmm. understanding the rules of that system, mm-hmm. and also understanding how it applies to you. Because every mm-hmm. single day, it makes a difference in your life. So understanding, I think once we do understand that, like when you get stopped by the police or when a social worker shows up to your house, they have to tell you why they're coming. And if you don't give consent, they cannot come. Mm. You have a lot of people say, I don't know. You cannot not know because this involves your children. Does that make sense? Because mm. it's like, oh, if a social worker is saying to you, I need to do an investigation on this aspect, you first need to ask them why. I find a lot of people not asking why and I'm explaining it to you oh no 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 don't explain it to me just tell me why you're here no 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 the, our days of being so quote unquote for lack of a better word um, ignorant of who we are and how we are and how we function those days are over we have to first get to the understanding of knowing the system we in educating ourselves in every aspect on every single thing that pertains to us it's not mm-hmm. just living in our little bubbles anymore because mm-hmm. that bubble's been burst it's been mm-hmm. burst so mm-hmm. understanding who we are and the system we live in. Because, you know, people say, oh, racism is not in England. Yes, it is. It's very much indeed it is. Every single mm-hmm. aspect of it. Just look around you, understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. And not just to put our heads in the sand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you've said it all. Understanding the system. <laughs> Yes. understanding the system and knowing your history absolutely yeah so that knowing your history i think that one struck me knowing who you are right mm-hmm. and also and also don't be afraid to teach your children about race yeah aren't that challenging <laughs> so but yeah. in light of what's been happening i needed to sit my girls down to talk to them about it. Um, or I, I'm sure they always say, yeah, mommy, you have to try twice as hard. I don't know if that word is the right word to tell them at this point, but mm. now I'm kind of getting comfortable with teaching them about, you know, race, you know. And again, there was a question that was posed. Um, so, mommy, when, when do we have, when are we going to have a black prime minister? I haven't been able to answer that question. <laughs> So I think that's soon, very soon in Jesus' name. <laughs> so we go back to Dr. Adebola. So still on the moving forward, right? So we've talked about education now. So that was really good. So in terms of role modeling, right? So how do you think we can move things forward? Right. I think um, in terms of role mod- modeling, we we have to put ourselves out there. I think it's extremely important that, you know, we who have the privilege to be in some sort of profession, we are, so to say, settled in some sort of profession, or we are successful in our own little or big way, need to put ourselves in front of the young people coming, you know, let them know that it's, Black people are doctors, black yes. people are engineers, they're pilots, yes. they're teachers, they're social workers, they're educators, they're, you know, they're successful mothers, happy mothers, you know, mm-hmm. running their homes. Anything we women, you know, men are doing, 
because we must not forget the men. They are very important. No, we can't. <laughs> yeah. We need to put ourselves out there and be mentors. Because children, as people say, they're sponges and they're mirrors. They look at everything around them and they, it reflects on them. If they don't see black people doing, you know, too well, mm. like your, your daughter asks, you know, when would there be a black prime minister, yeah. for instance? They think it's unachievable. They think there's some sort of limit on their head, uh, you know, on them, and they can't get there. Mm-hmm. But when they see black people, you know, and I don't think it's so much. Um, I've reflected on this. I don't think it's so much as as that. Maybe black people are more successful now. I think we've always been successful, but yes, we've we never are. seen. We're just mm-hmm. never in the spotlight. We, we, you know, black, you know, you wouldn't even like that um, um, movie, uh, Figure. I've forgotten the Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah. Who would have taught that some That's black true. women in that there, you know, mm-hmm. did awesome things? Mm-hmm. He was hidden from the world. So mm-hmm. black people have been successful. They've been, you know, the pioneers of different things, wonderful things, computers, there's a Nigerian guy who was a mathematician that was one of the first developers of computers. All these things are not taught and nobody knows. They just assume black people are not doing well. So we need to put ourselves out there, even at our own inconvenience, even if we're introverts, we, we don't like doing these things. It's one of the reasons I started Brave at the group. I run a group of about 30, they're about women. And the first time I, I ran a Race for Life event, I saw one of my friends on Facebook put her pictures. She had done the Race for Life the year before. And I'm like, that was the first time I saw a black woman do any of those races. And I'm like, really? Next day, I decided to go on it. When I went on it in my in my town, it's not so big, but you know there were quite a lot of women, like five, three thousand, four thousand women, and I was the only black. I did well. I didn't see any other black woman at that mm-hmm. risk life event, and I'm like, seriously, I knew so many black women in my city, in my town, so I decided that the next year there'll be more people. So I posted all my pictures and many of my friends got in touch and they're like, can we do this? Can you let us know the next time? So the next year, when it was like two months to the event, I spoke to some women, started a WhatsApp group. And that year, six of us ran. Mm-hmm. We posted pictures again. By the next year, there were about 20 of us with and minus children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we need to put ourselves out there because now our children are involved in this. Last year, you know, my daughter too participated. Now they know that black women can do those things. They they appear seemingly small, but it's like if they don't see, they can't be it, you know. What they don't see, they just assume it's not possible. Yes. Just, you know, so yes. I think we just need to do our best to Absolutely. put ourselves out there. Some of these things have to be sorted out by us, you know, mm-hmm. as well as other people. But our own part, put ourselves out mm-hmm. there and let black children know that it is possible to be anything you want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, ah, good. That's really good. So we need yeah. to step out, <laughs> get out of our comfort zone. So mm-hmm. if you don't see it, they can't be it, right? So that's really good. Um, so Adesua, we come back to you. 
Yeah, you know what? I mean, um, I definitely agree. Um, kind of be, putting ourselves out there as mentors or people who could be reached to kind of help achieve goals. That's one thing. I definitely think, you know, this is a good point to kind of mention. Um, you know, media definitely has a role. And yeah. I think, you know, and I think honestly, we're things are a little different, I think, in this day and age is that, you know, we have the advent of social media here and we have this ability to kind of broadcast ourselves a bit more, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, even like this talk we're doing or everything, we, we have that ability now, which was not really, uh, really possible, I guess, like, let's say Before. years yeah. ago, you know? So, you know, there's, so there are so many ways to kind of be able to get information out there. And I think this is what, what changes things today because before you know we had like limited media outlets right you know it's what goes on tv and hey tv showed you this was this this was the side of the story and you kind of remember but then how many times now is that we have one side of the story and then you know what but then there's um so many other people kind of bringing you other elements of it i mean it does sometimes make the story a little more convoluted <laughs> quite honestly but but yeah. you know I, the point being is that now you have so many different um, sources of information. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now that you, and you have like also like other people showing other narratives. I mean, mm -hmm. I think one thing um, sometimes that, uh, you know, because I guess, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, people kind of have this situation of like, oh, how, how black people are perceived. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's really, and it's really harsh because I think, you know, Black people are perceived, I want to say, for the most part, incorrectly. Because so many ways, we are kind of portrayed, you know, like, oh, there's black on black crime. Oh, yeah. there's this, there's that. And, I'm, you know, I, I had this argument with someone. It was like, black on black. Well, what about black on black crime? And I'm like, this is a made-up narrative. And they're like, why? And I'm like, um, do white people not kill each other? Oh, they do. Mm. But what's white on white crime? Oh, uh, I'm like, are you saying it doesn't exist? It does exist. Uh -huh. I mean, okay, so so are we are we tracking that? We're not tracking it. Why not? Are we not tracking it? Because uh -huh. it's occurring. So, but it's not a thing. And 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 the truth of the matter is, black and black crime should not be a thing. Yeah. You know, it is crime, and we should really kind of figure out what was perpetuating crime, uh -huh. and not kind of make this thing like, oh, there's black and black crime. I'm like. People, unfortunately, people kill people. And that's not a situation where we're going to say that it's not happening greater in the black community than the white community. Let's just be honest about that. That's not yeah. that's the narrative. And, and so it's a false narrative that's been kind of perpetuated. And, so, and, and it's very deeply ingrained in so many people. Yeah. Even our people. Is even us. Yes. And like, you know, and, okay, another, and another, I'll, I'll even bust another thing that I, I'm always kind of like hearing. And it's like, oh. Oh, black fathers are absent in people's families. Yeah. And I'm like, do you understand? Like we've had over and over again, statistics that show that black fathers are more present in their family than any other race. Uh -huh. Yet, someone keeps on perpetuating this narrative that black fathers are not present. This is not true. And, you know, so, you know, this, you know, and I think this is where, you know, we have to kind of like, you know, it's, changing and kind of correcting this narrative that, you know, 
hey, all black people are dead. But no, 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 no. It's not. That's not. That's not really the case. That's not the situation. You know, and and you know, stereotypes are always a little problematic <laughs> in general. And I that's why I try to I try to be I try to be a little fair with some stuff. I know there you know there are people who have cultural norms, and I try to kind of look at the things that way. But I think you know it's really time to kind of really have people really examine what they're what narratives they're believing and kind of like work on that but definitely in terms of us showing and making sure like people know absolutely i think it's it was you know it was like wonderful to have a black president in the united states i know a lot of people seem a lot of people sometimes are not too keen (laughs) (laughs) you know what i like you know hey he's not perfect no one is perfect nobody is no one is perfect i mean you know whatever but i mean i i I mean hey you could say whatever you like but i definitely love the obamas i would love it did i agree with everything they did no but i definitely love the obamas (laughs) and that's it I'm just saying that, but then it, it also kind of, yes, it created that whole, yeah, you know what? We could achieve this. We can yes. get, get up to this. And then sometimes you know, the narrative switch is like, oh, well, well, black people, you know, the, the, other, the other switch of the narrative in America, oh, black people are okay. Look, we were able to give a pre- get a president. So black people are okay. And I'm like, that's not a typical black person. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a black president. We're okay. All right. Well, anyway, but, but, um, but you know what but in, in any case though what we're saying is i definitely agree like yes having that spotlight but actually having maybe you really utilizing the resources we have now to be able mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. broadcast to people like hey this is what pe- people are doing this is you know not don't kind of get um hemmed up on one story as uh, our good lady would say right mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Abisal, and thanks for saying that. I think um, uh, media does help. That's your co- conclusion as well. Uh, we're out of time, um, so I'll go quickly to Emilia. Emilia, yeah. what's your take on this? I mean, everybody, um, you know, I'm really grateful for this platform because everybody seems it's like we all have the same minds and, you know, we're all reading off each other's notes. And I'm really mm-hmm. grateful for that. Um, for me, I will just to add, it's just for me, I believe everything begins in the home. As, um, as parents, it's what we teach our children is what they will project outside. Like um, Dr. Um, Debola said, children cannot become what they don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've got a four-year-old who, she, from the time she's watched Frozen, she insisted on having a white towel on her hair she's like oh mommy look my hair is really long and i was like oh okay let's talk about your hair you know your hair on your head is fine oh mommy but it's not long i said no by the time i'm done with your hair your hair is going to be long you will not need a towel <laughs> to to uh, uh what's it called but but then i saw that as a teachable moment and i told her about her hair your hair is your crown but your hair don't define you. Just because your hair is as long as the towel is doesn't mean that makes you beautiful. You're beautiful anyway. Mm. You, you have a whole lot to offer. You know, we have this affirmation where we do in the mirror, I'm, a be- I'm beautiful, I fulfill destiny. Um, mm. You know, give a different, different words. But as parents, we have to model what we want our children to be. 
you know, in the African house, if you're not a doctor, you're not an engineer, you're not a teacher, you can't be anything else. Um, but also, like I said, <laughs> teaching them about becoming who God has called them to be and being comfortable with it. Teaching them about being comfortable in their own skin. You know, your skin is darker than the next person. That don't make you ugly. You know, it just makes you special. Your skin might not be as fair as somebody else or your best friend. That mm. don't mean anything. Um, you know, showing them, you know, again, reading about the history. I'm mm. from Liberia. My husband is Nigerian. Mm. So making sure that we do understand what, um, we give them Nigerian names anyway. <laughs> so they all have Nigerian names. But we were intentional about that. Mm. As much as they were born British, they weren't born in Africa, but we were intentional about their mm. names because mm. you are from a, of African descent. Mm. And it's something to be celebrated, it's something to be proud of. Now, mm. my older, she goes around actually teaching people how to actually pronounce her name mm. the Yoruba way. So mm. that that is um it's not um it's not mixed, you know, it's not it's oh, is it this way? No, this is what it is. Mm. That's not what that is. she goes, I'm sorry, that's not how you pronounce it. You yeah. pronounce it this way. Yeah. But it's being intentional as parents, it's understanding that what we feed our children is what they will become and that's how they see themselves. Mm. So not just listening, um I'm it, even what they watch as well. I'm very intentional about that. Like we don't watch any, there's uh, all these, like, what, um, at this way, we're saying there's all these black and black crimes, all oh, the crime rates are so high, and all, like, for, you know, sometime last year, we had this huge uh, um, thing with young black boys being stabbed, and it made it in such a big way that, oh, you know, oh, when, once, as a, as, as a young boy, you're at, the, you're, you're, you're in grave danger, you're this, you're that, mm-hmm. but again, it, you know, everybody's talking about the problem, but nobody's looking at a solution. Mm. And us as well, we kind of subconsciously buy into that and speak that as well. Mm. Oh, you know, we if you're if you come from the certain parts of country of the country, or you live in a certain part of the country, you are expected to be this. Mm. Or if you come from a single parent home, you are expected to be this. And we are buying into that, and we're speaking it. What we should be doing is saying everybody's path is different. Just because you come from a single parent home or you live on this side of town, don't necessarily mean you're going to turn out a certain way. You might not have access to certain opportunities, but however, because you are conscious of where you've been, mm. it's you know, your journey your journey can be different. It depends on you. You mm. know, and as parents as well, again, like I I've always said this and I always say I'm very passionate about families. Um, like at this, I said, you know, not all black fathers or you know just have the babies and go. Yeah. I know a lot of black fathers, young, old, middle aged, who are present in their children's life, who are hands on. They're doing homework. They're doing school pickups. They're doing, you know, the Saturday club. Like um, Sister Matilda, you know, I have the great privilege of knowing you and your family. Now mm-hmm. your husband is hands on. He is mm-hmm. hands on with his girls. Does that make sense? It's not a situation where, <laughs> oh, all black fathers or no, I know of black fathers who are there. So we mm. need to speak these things and not speak what you're giving us because that's what they want us to believe. Yeah. And black men will make the babies and won't stay around. But mm. I can tell you from a professional standpoint, a lot of black fathers um, are home. 
is the other fathers that are not home and sure. in terms of abuse and stuff like that we see it more in other uh, um families than the black family now we do have a lot of our people in care simply because of the way we speak and we don't understand the rulings of the care system yeah but this whole narrative of what the black family is or what we should be doing or what we shouldn't do or who we are it needs to be changed we have to tell our own stories we have and we start and it starts from our homes um like one of the things i do as a mom when i'm putting the girls to sleep i read stories i make up stories about them so you guys are princesses you guys are your strong warriors no, we don't read Snow White. We don't read, um, you know, quote unquote. We read. I'm very. I, I. What I'm trying to do is to make them comfortable where they come from, because yeah. we don't yeah. see a lot of the African stories um, in the media. We don't hear about it. It's seen as, um, oh, it's, um, oh, that's so old school. It's not really. No, it's that's who they are. It's not old school to know where you come from. I mean, nowadays, Afrobeat is such a big thing now. Yeah. But when I was growing up, it wasn't. Yes. You know, it was. Thank you. Thank you for that. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, it just starts at home. Yeah. So we will have more of this uh, uh, topic and show. So in two minutes, no, two seconds, Dr. Dola. So. What so any young um young child out there, any young teenager, so what's your advice in just two seconds, please? Okay. Have big goals, big mm-hmm. dreams, and mm-hmm. make sure they're smart and follow your heart. Don't ever let anyone say it's impossible. Impossible is nothing. Mm-hmm. No, just mm-hmm. keep trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, doctor. So Adesua, so what in one second? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say, hey, you know, you might say maybe I'm gonna fall, but I'm gonna say, hey, maybe you're gonna fly. So just mm. go do it. <laughs> true, true, true. Like Amelia, thank um, you. I say believe in yourself. Mm. Um you might not always get it right, but that's okay. Mm, mm, it's okay not to get it right. Mm, but the good thing is, you would know how not to do it again. You keep pushing. Good. Um, okay. So that's it for today. Um, thank you, oh. everyone. I should have, you know, it, put more time into this, but this is just a tester and we will have more subsequent uh, videos. And so I just want to thank you online for those who have logged in and we would have, uh, we shared the podcast of this meeting as well. And also the link is recorded. So if you want to have uh, to look at it uh, again, uh, so you can access our podcast. And if we're able to answer your questions today, we would, you know, you can, we would, revisit the questions and we'll send you private text or email just to address your concerns. I just want to thank you for the guest speakers again. It was oh, thank Dr. Debola Adisa. Thank, thank you so you. much. Um, I, I'll read your book, uh, your three books. I'm still trying to write one. I will read your book. I promise. <laughs> thank you. I know it's like six hours, five hours different from UK. And oh, yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for the work you're doing. And Amelia, it was just 
two days ago, isn't it? And these questions, I never even sent you questions. I just said, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Thank you so much. Thank you, you are most Thank welcome. You. Thank you for um, taking our time today. And have a lovely weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nice meeting you. Bye.